0: All right, you guys ready? Some much-needed airflow. Some
1: airflow.
0: Oh! Air oh, the flow <laughs> enough to air.
2: Welcome back. Reel it in. Episode 11. Hi. One. one. My, my, personally, my favorite number. I don't know about you guys. Favorite number, Andrew. Question of the week. Favorite uh, number. Favorite number. Uh, N7. n seven, n n seven. Yeah, you really don't know your favorite number off the top of your head.
0: No, having a favorite number is a weird thing. I guess forty two.
2: Really, is that a th- weird thing? Yeah, I thought like favorite numbers like common like favorite color or favorite band or favorite movie.
1: Nope. Really? No, you guys don't have a lucky I mean, number in kindergarten. They're what's not a like, number? hey, what's your favorite number? What's <laughs> that? A- <laughs> I'm
2: sorry, Andrew distracted me with a stupid question.
1: Question of the week. We're, we're starting off hot. What's your favorite number? Oh, wow, we hot. have started this, yeah. Yeah, we started this podcast. We're starting off hot.
2: All right, Andrew, what have you been watching, buddy? Uh, ooh, It's
0: been a fun week. Starting off, right off the bat, Andrew's all around amazing anime adventures. Uh, Princess Mononoke was my next one that I watched this week. Incredible, mo- incredible movie i've seen this so many times it is my favorite uh ghibli movie um and it starts off right off the bat with a dude getting his head shot off with a bow and arrow it's mm-hmm.
2: like oh, what? like the head uh, comes off yes
0: like the dude shoots his head and he hits the neck and his head just pops off
1: that's really what sold you on this movie to right. begin with right
0: yes yeah and then the rest of the movie is incredible
2: i don't know if that's possible
0: well, he has he has like a ever seen demon. Rambo. He has oh, yeah. like <laughs> he has like a demon arm thing that like overpowers it, and so like the malforce oh, okay. just takes off his head. You gotta have a demon, yeah. Makes mm-hmm. sense. And there, it it's probably probably one of the most environmental of his movies. Uh, wow, that's
1: saying a lot. Cause well, it's like all his movies.
0: Yeah, they have a huge focus on how they're industrializing and taking down the force, and the force is fighting back and that they go to kill the forest spirit that is sending all the these um it's like this huge treasure to have and when they kill it it starts this like pollution kind of thing and starts killing everyone and then everywhere it goes it spawns like green and all of this Hmm. so it's very much of a like industrial is getting too much yeah i I
1: think i remember that because there's like the the town that is just all machinery correct yeah
0: and then there's a, the queen wants to get rid of the spirit and wants to get rid of Princess Mononoke. Uh, it's
1: a pretty strong theme in a lot of his because yeah. like Nausicaa, kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of that too, where like yeah. the forest is kind of fighting back.
0: Yeah. And then mo- most of his have that. I just see it the strongest in Mononoke just because yeah. of it literally is the them against the forest.
1: It makes sense cuz that's a real strong value of shintoism which is mm-hmm. Japanese which is yeah. kind of just like everything is sacred nature is is kind of our ancestors and god. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. Something <laughs> of those lines but everything is basically sacred and so yeah. when you war against nature you're warring against like basically everything that is valuable. So
0: it's a highly recommend it's probably the darkest um Ghibli movie the most mature uh followed afterwards by um Howl's Moving Castle but he after Mononoke he doesn't get as violent it's the most violent like there's a ton of blood uh and a lot of killing
3: is
2: Grave of the Fireflies Studio Ghibli
0: Yes but that's a uh, Takahashi version and it's not Miyazaki. really it's it's dark the, the it's it's dark in tone but like this movie was a lot more violent yeah like like even though it's depressing a kid would have an easier time watching grave of the fireflies versus mononoke just because grave of the fireflies there's like it's it's depressing for people who understand what's happening it'd be boring for a kid um they'd be like oh it's a cartoon but nothing's really happening mononoke has like demonic looking things uh like stuff like body parts falling off and
2: Yeah, so I would argue it's more mature than dark because for me dark would be like sorrowful, depressing. It goes places that are quote unquote taboo. Yeah, as opposed to if you're if you're older, then it would be more inclined for you. Then that would mean more maturity, not necessarily. In my opinion, that's just which I think I did say was more mature. You yeah. just said it's his darkest, and I threw out yeah. the Grave of the Firefly. Well, it's it's uh, Miyazaki's darkest. Okay, assume nice movie mm-hmm. Uh Takahashi, definitely. Andrew, I've seen every single one of these movies. I know exactly. Have you, you seen, seen any of these movies? No,
0: never mind. <laughs> You've just seen life. an AMV with Pompoko in it. This is very true. And then I saw other movies, but I'll actually leave the these two others to talk about them as well. Um but By I two saw, others he's pointing oh, to, yeah, yeah. Ben and myself. Uh, Anthony and Ben and uh I saw Spider Man earlier this week, which I will be talking in a later Origins about, more okay. in depth. And then uh we saw yesterday, yesterday, uh and then we saw Midsummer on Thursday. July fourth. Yep. What did you think of yesterday? I really, really enjoyed it. I actually Enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Do. What do you it's think of Tomorrow? I was the, the same way. Like, yeah. the trailer's like, okay, that's an interesting concept, and it looks kind of indie, but it was actually really, really well done. Uh, Danny Boyle directed it. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Okay. And it shows. The cinematography is incredible. Like, every shot, the way they do the music, it interludes. And so, for those who everything. don't know,
2: explain elevator pitch. What is Yesterday? So. Yesterday is... What is tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Yesterday
0: is a movie in which a guy... uh, And it's not even because of the accent. A a power outage goes out in the world. Um, And a guy gets hit by a car and wakes up and finds out that the Beatles never existed. And so it's kind of this story of... He is a struggling musician. And he plays a song from the Beatles. And some people are like, like, when did you write that? And he's like, the Beatles wrote it. And so it's this... It's this movie that expands on uh what the Beatles mean to people and they actually bring that in later on in the film and it's it's actually pretty powerful um what the that band meant to the world right, or means to the world. Uh and but the beauty is the Beatles aren't the only thing that disappeared. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff didn't it, doesn't exist like Coke uh cigarettes. cigarettes, Harry Potter, like all this stuff doesn't exist anymore.
2: Is there any like connection amongst them?
0: Nope, um, so there is a theory that the connection is it's like the best in the world, so it's like the not the best as in like debating who the best is. <laughs> take that Pepsi <laughs> uh, I think it's he best... kept asking for a Coke and he's like, oh, yeah, Pepsi, right, yeah, and I think it's the like the best selling like Harry Potter is one of the best selling books in mm-hmm. the world. um cigarettes are definitely up there as the best drug like best-selling, best-selling drug? drug and mm. then so it's just this theory that it's like the best sellers just never happened
2: But what about you Ben what'd you think
0: uh I really enjoyed it yeah well pretty much what Andrew said and uh I guess a, a little bit of a spoiler that there's other people that remember the Beatles and that's what Andrew was talking about they're like grateful for what he's doing because they can't sing but yeah. they want to hear so the Beatles pass again. They can on that knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's and, awesome. And, and like, they're yeah. just happy that they're hearing the songs again because they've. It's like two fanatics who just love the Beatles and it, they weren't around anymore. So um, that
2: makes that makes it a little bit less diabolical. Yes. In that he's not trying to take advantage of a situation where no one knows who the Beatles are, but some people do, and it, now it's a little bit more.
0: And he's. I feel like he wants fame, but he's kind of dragged along. Yeah. It's to a, it. It's more of he's singing these songs and people are like, "Oh, you need to do more and more with this." And he's like, "Kate McKenna." Yeah, Kate McKenna does an incredible job. She is uh, uh this movie is comical. Like it's mm-hmm. a comedy. There's a lot of funny moments in it. Is it a good musical dialogue. at all?
2: It was one of my hesitations to go
0: see. Uh, not really. It's like if you watched mini concerts. Mm-hmm. Like it's not He's just a guy with a good voice. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no moment where they just stop and it's like, now we're going to have everyone sing along with this song. It's like, hey, play that song and he'll sing it. So it's... It's, an- it's
1: a much uh, better premise than I think what I could see in the in the previews. Yeah. Because to me, the way it kind of came off was like, oh, this guy's playing Beatles songs, everybody loves it, and now he's this rock star because of someone else's songs. But it's kind of more about sharing it with the world. It that becomes that later gone. on.
0: Yeah, because it, it it is like what you said. At the beginning,
2: yeah. What about you, been? What have you been watching?
0: Oh, what have I been watching? Uh, Midsummer. Holy crap. That movie was uh, something.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something. Uh, if
0: you're a fan of Hereditary, you'll enjoy this movie, but it's different than most any other movies like in the horror genre it's it kind of transcends that and is more of a psychological not thrill ride but a ride for sure yeah definitely and uh yeah i think for me the the best way i could explain it is it was an art piece it was a horror art film. Like if you wanted to take The Wicker Man <laughs> and make it and make more art film. more artsy. But much ex especially the main the main actor she did yes. a phenomenal job. Yeah, She's definitely the conveying, best actress in the whole conveying, movie. uh emotion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wait, wait was The Wicker Man the one with Nicholas yes, Cage? Cage. With, with, the yes. the with the bees with the bees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it
0: just had that feeling because Wicker Man is he goes to like a cult tribe thing, right? Like it's a sacrificial yeah it's just kind of the same premise and the whole time i actually was thinking i was like oh man is this just the wick Is this his take on the wicker man <laughs> but in sweden uh and but, this <laughs> yeah. but with it but- has heavy
2: wicker man it has that clearly but, yeah. much it. better done yes
0: like all around and like the imagery all throughout it hinting at stuff to come like even uh the main character over her bed is a picture of a girl nose to nose
2: with a bear. I didn't
0: notice that. Yeah. She's yeah. wearing a
2: crown. And yeah. yeah. The, so that's why if uh, Andrew brought it up, but he didn't mean it this way, but if like anyone went and saw Midsummer and they're like, I didn't like it because I knew everything that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, duh. Yeah. Like everybody knew yeah. what was going to happen. If you've seen the trailer, what yeah. he's trying to do is like literally the first shot of the movie is a um mural of what happens during the movie, kind of like first, second, third, fourth act, mm-hmm. just right away mm-hmm. off the bat. And like it's one of those movies where kind of like Hereditary did with the dollhouse. Yeah. Where once you see it a second time, you're gonna go, Oh, that's exactly what he meant there. Or even looking back where there's the scene where the boyfriend is going to meet one of the village elders and he's staring at a bear on fire and that's just alluding to future events during the movie and there's multiple multiple times that you see this throughout the movie of that clearly he is setting up things that are going to happen Mm
0: -hmm. later
2: on down the line or even small little things like um the the other not uh anthropologist in the movie i can't remember his name right now the black character he he the night when he tries to sneak out and take pictures of the village script, mm. he is wearing New Balance shoes with a giant N on it. And when he's buried, when you see his leg later on, it, it has a giant N. N. Which, it could have been a runic symbol, because runes are very, very yeah. important throughout I think the was, story in this. No, but at was, the same yeah. time, it could have been an ode. Or even on top of that, maybe N in... Gaelic or or that Viking script, maybe the end actually stands for something. Like traitor. Yeah. Or, or like yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. And it just so happens that New Balance has that N on it and they because I wouldn't be surprised by that. Because mm-hmm. almost every single person in this movie, uh, that are a part of the village on their tunics are runes and mm-hmm. they stand for who they Different are, things. Yeah. And like if you if you have the inside knowledge of it, it's just like, oh, this makes so much more. Even so much to the point that like when They make mention early on in the film, they're like, hey, tomorrow a stupin' is gonna take place. Like, that's an actual thing that happened in uh, Viking times that they would do is this, like, honorable suicide of... Mm -hmm not allowing your body to live longer than it's meant to of this decay is that you've reached your peak performance you are no longer going to grow you've done all you can in your life now it's time for you to move on into the afterlife as opposed Mm. to get any older and that if you knew what a stupid was that the second he said it you would be like okay i know what's going to happen tomorrow but obviously Mm. like all the other characters are sitting there going like What's that? I have no idea what that is, and like, yeah. you know, if you don't know what it is, you're gonna be horrified if you wake up the next morning and you see this. So, which, which they were, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I don't necessarily. I was again, right, initial thoughts right out of the movie with Andrew was, I don't know if I would call this movie a good movie. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I, it's, I'm having a hard time separating the movie as far as its content is concerned from how it was shot because it's arguably one of the most beautiful movies i've ever Mm -hmm. watched yes just the use of color and camera angles and transition and it's one of those movies where you know that everything is in a place for a very specific reason there is Mm -hmm. a reason why a character is standing here positioning here or what's on the wall in the background like every single thing has a purpose and this meticulous love that is that is put in this movie you get that from it and that helps obviously boost the movie but if we're just talking about movie as a pure content basis it's not anything special it is a pretty run of the mill cult style yeah, movie it, if you've seen other or, cult-ish like, movies
0: it's a the way i i see it is it's like a weird documentary on a cult yeah like and, that's how it felt of just mm, there wasn't like, big big bombastic moments. There wasn't, like, the sinister, oh, the hero overcomes anything. It's just...
1: It was a slow
3: burn.
0: Yeah. And then um, something that I was talking with Ben with is the lead actress is probably the only good acting. <laughs> uh, or, like, she she's definitely the best compared to the others where I felt all the side characters, the acting wasn't the greatest.
2: No, they they were at times... Stiff. I yeah. think the the anthropologist I was alluding to earlier, Josh, is that his name? Yeah. I think he was probably he was the best out. He was the best out. Album. He played the, that yeah. character really well. A very and I intellig- enjoy the actor who plays
0: Mark the the jester, cl- the jester clown yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I just felt like his character seemed so out of place. Of just the way he, it's like his dialogue was made to present him in a way and. Well, the I, point
2: of his character is he's the fool. Yes. He is the jester. And I think
0: it's... It annoys me when... Uh, like he's out, of, out is, of place in that area. Like he's the millennial kid. Yeah. like it's He's a, carrying a vape pen the entire time. Yeah, time which, and, so we're going to later talk about a movie, Kevin the Woods, where I felt like Fran Franz did a better job with his fool character. Like yeah, absolutely. The character of the fool... Had those moments, but he also was more than just that. I
2: think that's two things. Again, we'll talk a little bit more about in the Kevin woods. Is I think it's two things. I think it's writing, and I also yeah. think it's acting. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that the actor did a bad job. No, that's but it's, where it's I was, like just the kind of character they have ri- that had they written, had written, yeah. and he did his best with it. And it isn't necessarily bad writing either. It was just fine yeah it like it wasn't and again that's why i'm talking about with this movie is Mm -hmm. i don't know if like content wise the movie is that incredible the
0: main character was written well like her backstory her acting yeah her um, acting like the pain she conveyed yeah i felt it yeah the most harrowing and i keep saying this the most harrowing moment in the whole movie is the beginning like Mm -hmm. yes dealing with the with the suicide and everything is just like I, I know for a yeah, fact suicide, that the homicide. people the people down the road for like road from us like the woman was crying like after that first scene like
2: yeah I'm not I'm not surprised yeah. by that and Ari Aster like came out and said Aster uh, said that he, one of his biggest um, influences on the movie were a uh, movie in the mid 70s early 80s called Modern Romance which is one giant movie that takes place over it's a breakup movie. Hmm. Essentially, where you start with both characters are a couple and basically the movie is just their downfall until eventually they break up. And that is when you watch this movie, that's exactly what it is, is that literally one of the final scenes of the movie is essentially their breakup. Her Hmm. dooming her boyfriend to death and like, okay, all right, this is a huge breakup. But then also overcoming grief is that Hmm. she's now found a way to finally feel normal again with but in insane. Feeling, and, and part but in of feeling it. <laughs> normal again is within embracing mm. that insanity and
0: part of a community that uh feels her pain along with her
2: which that was a whole oh, that was an incredible scene there's a, a scene within the movie where she has just found out that her boyfriend is cheating on her quote- unquote and 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 another insane scene <sighs> that sounds <was> crazy but <laughs> She then starts breaking down and crying, and like runs away to her bed. And basically, the village she has her women posse are following her, and she just she's starting to hyperventilate and cry. And then all the women around her start going beat for beat, following her with the cries. That's, I
0: think the whole cult is that way. Like when the uh, old man didn't succeed in his suicide, all of them were wailing in pain, like they're they're feeling his pain. Or the very and end, and then of the, the movie. other scene where the "Quote unquote orgy thing is happening. All the other women around are feeling they're those emotions too. too.
2: Or at the very end, when they're burning down, yeah, they're screaming every, like everyone's screaming and acting like they're on fire. And that there is a sense, like you said, a community. There is a connection with the people there. So I definitely agree. I think you should go see Midsummer if it's something that you're interested in for sure. It,
0: if you can uh, stomach hard movies, because it's a pretty intense movie.
2: Yeah. If if you had no like." Go see a trailer. If horror movies are not your thing, you had no inclinations to go see this movie before. I don't think this is gonna. This yeah. isn't a. This isn't in a cabin in the woods mm. where it's like I know you have your thoughts about cabin in the woods, but screw that. You have yeah. to watch this movie. Midsummer is not that. No, Midsummer it's It's definitely that. a
0: movie that I'll.
2: I will probably watch this one more time. In my I life. probably won't watch this movie. I, I, I'm gonna take some time. Yeah, yeah. but I, I will probably watch this movie yeah. another time.
0: And then to uh, clear my head uh the fourth i watched all of season three of stranger things thoughts yeah. really and, really good did you finish it well i did okay so you guys can talk about it. um so that 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 spoiler thing not really spoilery what spoiler thing my main complaint okay Go ahead. You think my my main complaint is isn't with the season. It's with the last season, episode three, where they set up this episode seven, where they set up these superpower characters other 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 places didn't pay off this season. Nothing of that happened which made that episode even worse in my
2: opinion. Do you think it's possible that the feedback they got from that where people didn't like that episode they're just like okay let's abandon that storyline?
0: Well don't mm. abandon it like it's obvious they were setting something up. Like why well, now it's just gone.
2: No, I got you. I agree with you. Like I get if you're setting up bad storylines that at least it try to see him through, or not bad. It so wasn't enough, bad. Story. Just like not well
0: the like the idea of others like L is awesome. Yeah, and the episode itself isn't terrible. It's just in the weirdest Out of place. place. Yeah, and it stops the momentum of the show. Um, to the point where literally the next episode after is the last scene that we saw in episode six. So it's just like, yeah, cool. We just took a little break, yeah, a little nap, and and now yeah. a detour that means nothing. Yeah. But other than that, it was it was really, really good. I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh
1: Spider Man Far From Home. Oh no. Far From Home. Uh, no, I wanna get Oh, you wanna uh, get Will Stranger so Three on Stranger Strings? Uh, go ahead. I thought it was not very good.
0: <laughs> uh, as a whole or just
1: Yeah, it's riddled with inconsistencies. Uh I I really feel like for one, uh as far as inconsistencies go, um L gets like forty eight nosebleeds. And it's just like she just wipes it away like like nothing, and she uses these powers very casually. And to me, like the, the nosebleed was a big deal when it first happened. Like this is her pushing herself to the limits. Like sapping like, her strength. Yeah, yeah, like this is a dangerous thing, and she just does it like nothing, uh, like over and over and over again in every episode. Um, but then at the end. Yeah, oh, she gets nosebleeds and... Two nostrils—that's when you know it's serious. But well, I mean,
0: well, that what you're saying is like she she's using it like she doesn't she can't get sapped of it. But then that happens.
1: I well, so what I'm saying is the rules are really squishy, and it's one thing when like bloody nostrils when the uh, when the writers are kind of taking you down a road and they know where they're going, but I really don't think that they do. Um, Which the, you could go
0: and play with your your issue of
1: yeah yeah, and it's like uh, will. Can still sense the uh, the mind flare, but he never gets controlled by it. And there's no real explanation as to what that connection is. They don't really explore that. You don't really learn anything new about the upside down. Um, it there there were a lot of things, and one of the things I really didn't like is I feel like they got this big intellectual property that was super successful, and now they're just trying to ultra monetize it. I mean this whole thing. Like if you had a problem with captain Marvel beating you over the head with the nineties, <laughs> this is like multiplied by a thousand. Really? That, I felt that new Coke Coke scene. New. Yeah. They wrote like a whole scene about new Coke versus old Coke. Um, they, Ooh. I felt like I was watching an episode of we are the eighties and I was just waiting for Michael Ian black to like talk <laughs> about the Rubik's cube. Oh. It's like, it's pretty rough to me. Um, I I was pretty disappointed. I feel like they pulled the the horror thing where like something traumatic really happens. And then afterwards, everyone acts as though there's was never any history of anything bad happening. Like when things start getting weird again, for some reason, like the people that are trying to tell other characters like, hey, there's something very strange going on that's not right. They're extremely resistive to it, which just doesn't make sense. Like, hey, do you remember when when my son was like possessed by this big thing from a dimension that we don't understand and it was all sealed up. Yeah, I think that might, something might be happening again. They're like, come on, move on from that already. (laughs) Jeez, lady. You know, and that's kind of like what it felt like.
0: Kind of, but then he went with her to go to the facility where
1: it was happening. He had to go to a facility to believe her. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it just, it didn't feel natural. I feel like both uh Will's mom and Hopper devolved as characters. They become very one dimensional. I thought there was a lot more depth to Hopper in season two. In in yeah, both of the seasons. I agree seasons. with that. Yeah. And he just kinda they turned him into this oaf who has a weird obsession with Magnum PI. Hmm. And it's uh, there's I don't know. I, I just feel like I don't know if fan service is the right word for it, but I just feel like that's all it was. Like they tried to expand the the fan base because uh none of the scary moments ever felt scary like I didn't know what was gonna happen. Like I just felt like oh something intense is happening. Everybody's gonna be okay at the end of this scene. Mm. Everybody that you want to stay alive is going to be alive. Uh there's just there's no real shockers, you know, and I felt like that's completely contrary to the first two seasons where like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Everything felt like a new experience. Like you were exploring something very dangerous and very unknown. Yeah. And this doesn't really take you anywhere deeper than you already were. Um, and that's not to say there weren't things I enjoyed about it. Cause I still love the characters. I love the universe, but I just feel like they really played it safe. Like they didn't take any risks. And I don't know, I, I was pretty, pretty disappointed with it, hmm. quite honestly.
2: So hopefully, I mean, hopefully maybe if there are a lot of people who feel that way, if there are, I'm not, from what I've heard, a majority of people are more in line with Ben. Yeah. They hey, they really, really loved it. Hey, my kids loved it. I super enjoyed it. But a lot of the people I, I've talked to are even more like nicer than men is when it comes to stuff. Like they're very, like they're a little bit closer to my wife where if it's not, like obviously obliviously bad. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My do. wife my wife will just be like, Oh, that was fine. And yeah. She'll be sure. really happy and about
1: it. I, and I would say it's it's really on par with a Marvel movie. Like they anytime something there's like tension, they relieve it with a joke. Mm-hmm. And so there's really kind of this balance. It it's uh it's very approachable and you re- honestly you don't even need to see the first two seasons to enjoy the third season. The, oh I do, disagree. But they, oh my gosh, they tell you what happens in the second season. Like anytime they're like, hey, remember when this oh, happened? Yeah, and then they start right. showing these flashbacks from the first and second season. So like they I, totally. Explain. I think you guys are
2: saying two different things where, or maybe putting words in each other's mouth, but I think there's two different worlds where you could watch, just opinion, you could watch season three without season two and still get things out of it. But you get so much more out of it if you you're closer did to the characters. Yeah, that's of true. course. Yeah. So that's not... I don't think Will is saying that don't watch season two. You, mm. what do you I think if I'm... It's more It's more like you could watch season three oh, okay. without yeah. season two and you'll be able... You'll be fine. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like... You'll if, be fine, but you're missing a lot. It, a it lot. Also,
1: yeah. if season one and two is like too much for your kids... Season three might be a little easier. People melting, actually, and okay. blood and guts. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, it's a little first
0: episode. I saw rats exploding. It's yeah. a little more uh, graphic parasite in that Eve, case. like. So a little bit of spoiler: the creature like infests people, and then they become mulch to build a giant version of him, mm-hmm. like parasite Eve, mm-hmm. where it's like all blood. <laughs> and so guts. is
2: this is this a little bit like the Prin- Princess Mononoke, where it's like? Mature versus
1: dark. Uh, I where the so, first season yeah, yeah, where the yeah. first
2: season wasn't necessarily like blood and guts, but it was a little bit darker. Dark, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But as yeah, opposed yeah, to now, they yeah. may up the maturity like I, a little bit more. The first two it's,
1: seasons, I would say, had were they were a little more scary and creepy. Yeah. This one was just kind of more like there's gross things. Yep. Okay. Visually. I agree with that. All right.
2: Cool. All right. Well, uh, Spider
1: Man. Spider Man. Yeah.
3: Far
2: from home. Far from home. What would you think, buddy? I liked it. You liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked the last half of it a lot. Yes. I think, I, that, I think that's the general consensus. Yeah, the the yeah, last third much. of that movie is
0: really good. Yep.
2: Like, honestly, when going, I watched... I'm once,
0: flat out saying the last half of the... Uh, one, I don't know if it's the last half or the last third. It's I mean, the last like, third. I know I know the spot that it happens, and so I, I want to watch the movie again and actually see where that actually takes place. It's probably some of the best Spider-Man things I've seen on screen. After Mysterio's monologue. Yeah. For uh, me, it's
2: it's the mis- first time you first time you see Mysterio, Mysterio do his thing. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, Peter.
0: Yeah, it's just that monologue was a little blip ugh. of ugh. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, that was it. That's when the movie hit its lowest point, in my and opinion. Then and then it starts, <laughs> then it <laughs> starts going up, and then when it hits yeah. the Mysterio part, uh, we don't want to spoil too much yeah. because people are still going to see it. M- Midsummer, I'm not too worried about spoiling mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Obviously, we want to stay topical. We don't spoil it's, too much. It's,
0: but I think it's interesting for people that don't know comics, like, yeah, spoiling this, but it's potentially spoiled. Yeah, that's the <laughs> the whole... That's the weird thing of uh, do, stepping around. Like, yeah.
2: I do want to hit a, a spoiler warning right now, because I think for the people who have seen it, we would be missed if we didn't at least... I know you may talk a little bit more on your podcast. And I mm-hmm. wanna I wanna say something. Is yeah. so mild no after not mild. Spoiler warning on Spider Spider Man Far From Home, the are, is it about the Afro Credit scene or No 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 about you? Mysterio. Oh go ahead. Like right, it's Mysterio. Everybody
0: yeah. who's read a Spider Man comic knows Mysterio's a venom. A venom Vel- a villain. villain. Yeah. He's gonna become a villain. Yeah.
2: And I thought they handled that transition. Mm-hmm. well They, well, outside the they, the they
0: did. Uh, I was hearing uh, it, uh, a discussion about it and this guy came up with this fantastic idea of having Jake Gyllenhaal play some other superhero in the universe and then at that point,
2: it turns out to be Mysterio. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been very... If there was a little bit... That would have hit even harder mm-hmm. of like, okay, yeah. this guy's actually a really good guy. Um, I Again, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the after credit scene where yeah. we see... Spider-Man flying with uh, MJ. She gets down. She's like, let's never do that again. And then... Which is kind of an, bingo, an ode, ode to the Info, original. where uh, What's her
0: name? Is like it's like, just fine. She's like yeah. holding on to that mannequin, Spider-Man. She's like, oh, and she's yeah, perfectly we're fine. swinging.
2: Yeah, and she's having so much fun yeah. This MJ it. is like... Ah! Where we, we see J.K. Simmons reprise his role as J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you come to find out that Mysterio is now exposed Spider-Man. As As Peter Parker, Parker. I don't
0: know if it was Mysterio. It was um, Mysterio's helper, that one dude who downloaded everything. Yeah, Uh, everybody, everybody's everybody's still still wondering if he
2: actually is still alive.
0: I I, because they seem to be setting up the sinister. Yeah, if I'm
2: if I'm betting something, it's he's still alive. In some that would be interesting because
3: because
0: Ed said there's no illusions. She didn't say he's he's dead.
2: dead. Yeah, that's true. So very but, specifically,
0: but uh, watching it again, I saw the scene where he could have made
2: that video. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm just, I don't know if he's a part of the original Sinister Six. So that's, I don't.
2: know He doesn't necessarily mean he ha- that they're doing the original Sinister yeah. Six. Yeah. And they I know. And because Sinister Six, Sinister six can be, and, yeah, the, and because
0: variants. of the special the special effects technology, like Mysterio could just be this group of people. And yeah, he'd just, like he'd just could... be the face. But like, yeah. yeah,
2: maybe Jake Gyllenhaal's character is dead, dead, but they have enough download oh, that we they can use Oh, we
1: are spoiling
0: him. all this for
2: Will.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I wasn't really paying okay. attention. Okay. Yeah, 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 sounds good. I'm <laughs> not, yeah. If, if he had a problem with like, yeah. but...
2: So, just real quick, Andrew, uh-huh. maybe for people who are overlying, and I know overlapping... What do you think this means going forward because I know with the comics one of the big things in Civil War is that Peter Parker reveals who he is mm-hmm. and it's now become a thing of that people know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah. Why do you think that's was such a big important reveal for now for the MCU moving
1: forward?
0: Uh so it's it's a weirder place in the MCU secret identities aren't really a thing. Almost everyone who is a superhero Everyone knows who they are.
2: And he even he even talks about in this movie. He's like yeah. I gotta protect my friends, I gotta protect my family. Yeah. And like legitimately everyone else's secret identity, there isn't a secret identity. No, like everyone
0: knows Tony Stark is Iron Man. Everyone knows who Cap is, everyone knows Thor, the Guardians. And to the point where Scott Lang is trying to tell people that he's ant Man. Like, it's become it's a it's an interesting thing because in the comics it was even in the comics when Peter reveals who he is, not many people knew that Tony Stark was Iron Man. So it's like, it's that hardcore where even the biggest of the big, people still don't know who their secret identity is. And so that re- that reveal wouldn't have been as impactful in the MCU, just because, once again, he's one of the only ones. Uh, it is a big thing with... Um, Society thinking he's a villain. Yeah. Uh, once again, I think they're just going to do what they do in the comics, which is uh, they they really did a good job of portraying Joe J, J Jonah Jameson as like this that world uh, Alex, Alex Alex Jones. Jones Alex Jones, and so like they even did like he looks like he's in Infowars. So it could be where a lot of the people are like no spider-man save me like he he's like in the minus. marvel yeah. spider-man yeah. for ps4 exactly where but, for majority like the authorities and stuff will think he's like government officials and authorities will be going after him but i think the the people just like in the comics um because that's been in the comics for a long time that the authorities and everyone think he's a bad guy because of j john jameson mm-hmm. and so it just it fits yeah. so the uh one major thing missing uh, was the quipping when he's fighting. And the, yeah. the big time it did happen was in the trailer where they were at a restaurant and he was fighting villains. And then he That whole he scene quips, was gone. It was all gone. Yeah. yeah. That, whole, where he's like, uh, you guys got this. Yeah, just doing your job for you. Yeah. And then, um, I was waiting for that scene because yeah. I really yeah, like that didn't joke. Didn't happen.
2: Huh. Interesting. It'll probably be on like special. I do
0: want to say uh, another reason it doesn't really matter with his name is all his villains know who he is. Like his yeah, his right. biggest one is Vulture and he's in prison and he knows who he is. So it's I'm sure he'll tell Scorpion. Yeah. It's I, I think it didn't really super matter at that point because the only ones that affect are his classmates. Okay. What about uh what are, watched uh, another episode of Legion. It was mind bizarre as usual. More Legion. Yep. Yeah. Uh o- opry Plaza just is continually such a fantastic actor in it.
2: What about you? Other than Stranger Things, what have you been watching, buddy?
1: I checked out the There's like a sketch comedy show on Netflix. Uh, what is it called? Oh, I think you should leave, and it's aptly named because it's like every every scene is basically a character that's doing something so ridiculous that that's basically the only way it would ever end It's <laughs> like you should probably go. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so it's I think it's titled I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, mm-hmm. and I will say. I didn't really care for the scenes that didn't involve him. He's, okay. really funny. he's really funny. And I guess he was like a writer on SNL for a few years. And he seems to be well connected with different people. Um, like he's got guests like Andy Samberg is on it. Will Forte is on it. Um, Will Forte is great in his, his sketch. It's kind of, it's not like a live sketch comedy show. It's kind of more in the style of like Key and Peele. But it's really creative. It's only like six episodes, but it's definitely, if you like off the wall, um, it's really good. It's not quite to the extent of like Tim and Eric's awesome show, but it's kind of like halfway there. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, Yes. I know what it is. So I watched Stranger. Actually, I didn't. I only got like halfway through my gripes with Stranger Things, but. (laughs) We'll leave that to another time.
2: No, no, no. You're fine if you have more that you want to build upon. Well,
1: I will say they introduced two new characters. One of them's okay, the other one's awful. She sucks. It's Lucas's sister. Well, they don't introduce her, but she she brings her in. Oh, they bring her in more. She's just mean and condescending the entire time, and there's no reason why she needs to be there. Okay. And yeah. Would you, I don't know, what did you think of her, Ben? Uh, she was annoying, the f- like, the first half. Uh, she got better, like, when... Things uh, happen? N- no. Um, stranger happen. Yeah, stranger things. No. Um, when they're in the movie theater, she kind of calms down a yeah, little bit. And yeah, yeah. And, and, like, she's called out that she a is M&B. a nerd and that she's acting out like this because she doesn't want
0: to be seen as an outcast, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, at the beginning, I was just like, get off. Go, yeah. go away <laughs> it's just like you Be know, gone know with i you don't mentioned. care about you you're but, taking up yeah. time yeah. that
1: other people could have the other so yeah. last night i started watching good omens Ooh. so good such a it's great really show good. yeah i i was trying to get to bed early and i watched one the first episode and i was like i i have to <laughs> see where this is going it's only
2: six episodes like, is it okay yeah, yeah. i mean they're, they're was, pretty long watch? though I I made it
1: like halfway through the second. Okay. But it's, you know, it's such a, it kind of pokes fun at uh, religious mythology Mm -hmm. in the most British way. Mm -hmm. And it's just so entertaining. And like, it not only is it well-written, witty, and funny, it's also like a very intriguing story. Mm -hmm. And I love the relationship between the demon and angel because they're kind of, yeah, like the demon's only like, halfway demon doesn't really want to play that role Mm -hmm. and the the angel is way more goody-goody than all the other angels (laughs) which i think is hilarious Mm and yeah their
2: interactions is
1: yeah incredible it it provides a really uh entertaining movement through Mm -hmm. through a bunch of stuff that's just feels very unfamiliar but uh, extremely intriguing
2: yeah absolutely
0: did you get to the scene with the paintball i did the paintball game where Crowley turns the guns into real guns.
1: I didn't see. I don't remember that. Oh. Maybe, uh, yeah. Maybe he hasn't hit that yet. I'm only halfway through the second, so yeah, I yeah. might have stopped right around that time.
2: Okay, yeah. So <clears throat> I think we've hit on everything I watched with Midsummer and Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, but to pick up on
0: Andrew's amazing all-around uh, anime adventures or my my game <laughs> show, oh. of which I've now been
2: <laughs> ousted for loving game shows because i do um oh your game show yeah i forgot about it so the golf i found room, out right? they rebooted press your luck oh, okay and it has elizabeth <laughs> banks hosting it and uh, oh the director
0: really? of charlie's angels the director uh, also of charlie's the producer producer of, uh, she also and stars, stars in, in and
2: <laughs> <laughs> i did not know that inside jokes yeah it's good it's it's exactly I remember press your luck is arguably my favorite uh game show game show I love Jeopardy more. I love trivia games more. But mm-hmm. like, if we're like, it's more than just trivia. This is my favorite game show. Um, I actually applied for it, so hopefully, <laughs> yeah, you guys will see me press my <laughs> press senior. It's design. actually not no that wins, hard. No it's wins. not that hard to apply for it. You fill out a little uh, form, and it asks like what are like top three things that you would want in your life. Do you like to take risks? And then you upload like a three minute video. Hmm. So. I'm not saying I'm going to be on it, but I'm saying if I'm on it, I'm going to crush.
0: No, probably not going to watch it.
2: It's the only It's the only game show I would like. legitimately apply to be on for. Like yes. all the other ones, like I'm good. Yeah. And then I also, they rebooted Card Sharks with Joe McHale. And it's not bad because Joe McHale is really, really funny. But Card Sharks, it just reminds me how crappy of a game show it is. Mm. Like it's never good when the main part of the game show is the worst part about it where if you don't know what you know what card sharks is it's real simple there's each person has 10 slots where they put in a card and basically what happens is a card is flipped and they have to say is the next card going to be lower or higher than the current card and if they're right they get to keep going if they're wrong then they fall back to their last frozen card and as you get further you can choose a new frozen card first person to the end wins Mm -hmm. the problem is is no one ever wants to make it interesting everyone you play it percentage base Mm -hmm. if it is an eight i'm going to change the card because it's dead in the middle and then for every other ones they just play it if it's a queen i'm going to say lower if it's a three i'm going to say higher like no one ever takes the chance on the six and goes you know what I think it's going to be lower. Like every single time a six comes up, you know, the person's going to say higher. So you might as well just put robots on the show mm. because the most interesting part of the show is it's when Joe they McHale. try to decide who's yeah Joe McHale. Really funny. He's excellent. Is when they try when to decide not, who's going when he's not first. hosting video
0: games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then he's
2: just a dick oh no that's why he's so fun in this is because he's a dick to everybody all right um and i enjoyed it like uh there's a guy one of the first people on the show is extremely flamboyant man like clearly he's gay he talks about i'm gay i love men like he's (laughs) like he's all he's all about it right he's like he's he's saying yas queen like the whole thing right and then he like he like literally says the words i'm gay And then Joe McKell goes, wait, what? You're gay? (laughs) Like, so just small little things like that are pretty funny. But the funnest part, or most fun part, is when they're trying to decide who's going, is they go, we pulled 100 people, and they're like, here's a good example, is they pulled 100 veterinarians, and they say, what percentage of veterinarians performed surgery on an actual human? And one person picks a percentage, and the other person has to say, is it higher or lower? And if they're right, they go. If they're wrong, the other person goes. Okay, that's the most inter- interesting part of the show. But it happens like three times during the show. Oh, so
1: they're just big. how do you it out. Get, like catch up on new and revamped game shows? He watches the Game Show Network. It's what just the, my wife. The yeah,
2: channel? my wife and no, 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 no,
0: they're on Hulu. Oh, oh okay. you don't watch the channel. You just watch
1: them. Yeah, I watch As... them on Hulu. Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
2: my wife, but my wife and I love them a lot too. Okay. So that's yeah. one of our shows. He we'll sit down them. and watch them.
1: well that'd be a good reason yeah i I hope so
2: yeah i love game shows i really do hope that you enjoy them what
0: that you're not just watching
2: yeah out of pain i hate this so much much that i must watch game shows so uh i actually do have a question of the week for you guys not a fake what's your favorite number which i guess is (laughs) not as normal as i thought it was but so, we don't have to get too deep. I don't want to alienate anyone, but I do think I want to hear at least your guys' opinions on this. And mm-hmm. obviously, if you're listening to this, let us know your opinion on it. What do you think of the casting of Ariel? And have you guys heard about this? Where they casted a African-American woman to play Ariel in the upcoming live-action Mermaid. Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. Not Halle Berry. Halle Bailey. And do you have a problem with this do you think this is a non-starter or do you think it's like absolutely like insane that people are throwing fits about this i what, think it's
0: insane that people are
2: throwing
1: fits what about color it. is her hair it's red, red. it will be oh red. it is oh, yeah, i'm cool there, there. there's a, there's a <laughs> production yeah.
0: shot of it yeah, yeah. will is wheel there's understand. a production shot of it and she looks great as ariel and yeah. her voice is phenomenal so. yeah it's oh, really good awesome. it so makes amazing.
2: sense uh they have melissa mccarthy playing ursula that's the that's perfect great. casting yeah they so like i'm super excited this movie yeah. they oh and not to date this but today they dropped a live action trailer for mulan and that actually oh, looks yeah. really good oh I need to see yeah it, it yeah. looks like it looks because they're going off good. of
0: they're going off of the actual story of mulan with that they're not going off of the disney no they're going no. off the movie it they're clearly they're but, going on the no, like, no, no singing there's no supernatural dragon
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that may be a yeah. thing, but you—the story beats are very yeah. much for the movie. It it feels like no Disney. Huns. It feels like Disney meets hi, Hidden Tiger Crouching Dragon, or mm. yeah, Crouching mm-hmm. Tiger Hidden Dragon. That's right. Like if that's what it feels like. Mm. Um, so, when it comes to character casting like this, for me, as yeah. long as the character's ethnicity isn't important to the character itself, or there isn't <laughs> already established characters that are like, for example um someone used the example of like y'all getting mad about Ariel being black but you're not getting mad about Tom Holland as this Spider-Man if you did your research you know he was closer to Miles Morales than he is Peter Parker no and it's like well here's the thing is that you're casting Peter Parker and there is another Spider-Man that is a different color yeah. so when you cast Tom Holland he's going to be playing Peter Parker there would be a problem if you cast Tom Holland and he's and he Miles, Miles Morales Miles. yes but it's different if like like i don't think it's important that batman is white i don't think it's important but Mm -hmm. you know but here's an example someone's like Everyone's going to get mad when they cast Tobey Maguire as Black Panther. It's like, well, you're missing the point. Like, the fact that Black <laughs> Panther, the fact that he is black and he comes from that strong Toby Maguire, African bloodline. Tobey
0: Maguire would not be in Wakanda. No, 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 no. no. Yes. Yeah, I agree yeah, with you. Guys, But again, like, the, ethi- <laughs> the,
2: the ethnicity of that character is important to yes. who the
0: character yeah, is. Luke Cage is also another one. Um, Sam yeah, Wilson. Pa- yeah, Luke Falcon, Cage. It is important. He is a social worker for... Um, urban youth or they changed it in this movie but in the comics he is a social worker for urban youth within the black community Steve so Rogers
2: like, the fact know. that it the time it takes the time it takes during that the time it it takes place during like the fact that someone is going to go into experimental testing and is going through all this is to be the the segregation to be of because america steve rogers has to be white yeah because of that but that doesn't mean captain america has to be white in modern day in modern day like that changes but if we went back in time like it's just that person is more than likely not going to be african-american or hispanic or asian or and
0: what i saw someone bring up even more so is the the ocean that ariel is connected to has ties to like African land and as well, so she could be. Yeah, it's, it's just it's. it's a, it would and, be different if it was a frozen character because that <laughs> and, is, and it's a mermaid it's specifically <laughs> yeah. Swedish. Yeah, as yeah. we so saw so, with Midsummer, yeah. everybody in that yeah. damn movie is white, <laughs> white and yeah. blonde. Like that's just how <laughs> yeah. Swedish people look. And so that's where like a frozen character, if you did a live action and made them one of them black, it's like uh, okay, that's stretching just, just because that's not
2: the time and yeah. place. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I totally agree with you. So wait, also, wait. if we can get Idris Elba as King Triton, uh, that... I will raise you that, and I'll raise you one Terry Crews. Ooh, ah, <laughs> just
3: because no, I want to no, see Terry Crews no, half naked. No. Let me see Terry Crews. No, yeah, no. so, uh, uh, Idris pull Elba, the beard off. Idris, be uh, uh, yeah, or uh,
0: who's the? Oh my gosh, Terry Crews. No, Man on Fire. Oh Denzel, Denzel Washington. Oh, that'd be interesting. Would be an awesome King Triton.
1: Kind of not big enough. No, he's not.
2: He's old. Yeah, Idris Elba. He's black Superman.
0: <laughs> Just old.
1: Yeah, he is. Stuff, yeah. Superman.
2: All right, here we go. Can you guess the movie? Everyone's now second favorite segment of the show, because everyone obviously loves It's shows. my first. It's, it's, it's,
0: now. My, it's, it's my, my first. first. <laughs> all right. Question of the week is, no, is number two.
2: Whoa. Ah, <laughs> my heart. No. All right. So, can you guess the movie? As always, I picked a random movie from any time that more than likely all three of you, if not two of you, have seen or know of. <laughs> And we go through, I give you little tips, one by one, genre, year, tagline, and you guys have to get each get one guess, which each tip I give you. So today, this week's movie, its genre is an action crime horror. Action crime horror. And to be fair, I don't pick these out. I literally strip it from IMDb under genres. Sin City is not Sin City. Uh-huh. Sixth Sense. It is not Sixth Sense. Uh-huh. Oops, sorry. Um, dang it. Uh, not...
0: What was that? The Zodiac. Oh. It is not
2: Zodiac. Excellent movie, really good movie there. The year this movie came out, nineteen ninety six. Mm.
1: Horror. L.A. Confidential.
2: It is not L.A. Oh, Confidential. Basic Instinct. Not Basic Instinct. Um. Any guesses, Ben? Yeah,
0: yeah. The the one uh, I'm blanking on the name. What's in the box?
2: Uh, oh, seven. Seven. It is not seven. Not seven. What's in the box? Yeah. All right. Tagline. My new favorite adding to it. Here's the tagline for the movie. Pull it off the poster. Uh-huh. It reads, one night stands between them. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me read this. All that stands between them. Uh, what? No, this is weird how I wrote it. One night stands... <laughs> <laughs> i got it here we go one night is all that stands between them and freedom but it but it is going to be one hell of a night <laughs> i
1: apologize i'm i'm only thinking about one, night stands, right <laughs> one night stands i just
2: said it over and over again so one night stands it's gonna be one hell of a wait no
1: one night stands between them one night stands is all all that One Night is All That Stands Between
3: Them and Freedom, <laughs> but it's going to be
2: From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, yeah. okay. That is the movie. So actor George Clooney and yep. then director Robert, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. It is okay. Until Dusk Till Dawn, which is an excellent from movie. From Dusk Till Dawn. That was what did I say?
1: produced by Tarantino, right?
2: Tarantino yeah. is the director. Coastal. No, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez directed the two right? people. Yeah. The two Co-star. main actors in the movie are Quentin Tarantino they, and George mm. Clooney. I thought they yeah.
0: uh, co-directed. I thought the first half was directed by Quentin Tarantino. That's, and the second half is no. Robert that's Rodriguez. I
2: mean, it feels like that, but it, it's possible. But like, no, he's Robert Rodriguez is listed, and we'll actually get into this with Cabin in the Woods because okay. there's. There's yeah. a director and a writer, but mm-hmm. either one of them is okay, so the director. They, they both wrote. Clearly, it, they collabed yeah. on it, but yeah. Quentin Tarantino is actually like the co-star in this. No, no, and no, George I knew that. Clooney, the too. That. So that's probably why they just gave the ode to Robert Rodriguez is because he's not a main. character.
1: Okay. there's movies out there where it's like Tarantino presents, but he didn't like direct. Yeah, yeah. It. yeah and he he yeah. he produced it. I knew that. I well, there was know. the
2: double feature there for a while. Death Proof, uh, yeah. called yeah. Planet terror yeah what was the overarching that was, uh grindhouse grindhouse, grindhouse. and right.
0: it's that planet uh, terror machete and, and machete death 2 came out of yeah which tarantino huh. comes out and says he regrets making death proof but, really yeah. i like why? Death Proof. yeah he he doesn't like it
2: i think the fact that it was paired with planet terror is the reason why is because <laughs> i i thoroughly enjoy planet Terror. air when you watch awesome. when you watch the grind and grindhouse presents but clearly i that's i
0: enjoy uh Kurt Russell's character. Kurt Russell's yeah, really, really yeah. good in that. Yeah.
2: yeah, I definitely agree. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into the meat and the potatoes of mm. Cabin in the Woods. Welcome back. What? Slippity, slappity. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Hitting me, 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 back. me. He's excited. Yeah, I'm so me, excited. Yeah, meat and potatoes times. So this week, we're talking about the 2012 classic. Classic? The year? Can it be a classic if it's from 2012. The year my girlfriend dun, dun, broke up. Dun, no, I'm not yet. Wait, isn't well, that the same? Like, your only girl, girlfriend? Second girlfriend. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been That's the last time I had a girlfriend. It was it's 2012. been a long been time. Kevin, 70, Kevin in the Woods might have had something to from do
3: with there it. To yeah, it. Here.
2: So, Kevin the Woods. Is a 2012 American horror comedy film directed by Drew Goddard in his directorial debut, produced by Joss w- Whedon and written by both Whedon and say Goddard. Wheaton? Yeah, Whedon. And debut. Whedon debut. It was his debut. Wheaton. He said not, is not oh, as Don't debuted. you say Whedon? It's yeah, you but you said D- Whedon. No Whedon.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Andrew, <laughs> we did this.
2: Whedon? Wait, <laughs> say cool. Cool. Okay. Say whip. 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 Now say cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Ruined. Anyways, written by both Whedon, <laughs> yeah, and go. Goddard. Yeah. The film stars Kristen Conley, Chris Hemsworth, Anna Hutchinson, Fran Kranz, Jesse oh, Williams, Cans. Richard Jenkins, and Bradley Whitford. The plot follows a group of college students who retreat to a remote forest cabin where they fall victim to backward, zo- zombies and the technicians who manipulate events from an underground facility. So, Goddard and Whedon, having worked together previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, wrote the screenplay in three days, describing it as an attempt to revitalize the slasher film genre and as a critical satire on torture porn. The special effects, monster costumes, special makeup, and prosthetic makeup for the movie were done by veteran horror film actress Heather Langenkamp, who is known for playing Nancy on Nightmare on Elm Street. Nancy. The reason why you may not know that it was her is because her name under the credits is listed as Heather Anderson, because her and her husband worked together uh, for the company of the AFX studio. So That's why I don't know. Well, have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Nancy's... Oh, whoa. Okay, you, have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street,
1: Will? No. Ben, friendly. of I've course, seen has all. seen Na- Nightmare on Elm Street. All yeah. of them. So yeah, Nancy,
2: people who know, I just think it's really cool that someone who's an iconic just be Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddie's so iconic. Did you say she was in the movie? She's the main actress in nightmare on elm street no 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 no, Who in movie? no, no, no. In this movie she does the special effects oh though, yeah makeup that's why i'm saying Ooh. we wouldn't know no because... no but that's what i'm saying it's really cool that she got her start yeah. as an iconic character and from horror movies and then later on began working on horror movies i thought that was i thought that was pretty good yeah i thought that's really cool <laughs> anyways we were having some fun technical difficulties with the fan Anyways, the filming took place in Vancouver, British Columbia from March to May 2009 on an estimated budget of $30 million. The film was originally slated for release on February 5th, 2010, but during this time, there was very uh, tumultuous period from MGM, the fact that they went bankrupt, and this movie was owned by them, Ooh. and later it was picked up by... Lionsgate, which makes all the sense because Lionsgate is very well known for their horror movies, so it made more sense that they would release this movie, not MGM.
0: Uh, fun fact, guess uh, what Lionsgate is doing. What is Lionsgate? Do? They're opening up a theme park in Japan.
2: And what's the premise?
0: Lionsgate movies.
2: Oh, that's awesome yeah there's gonna be a lot of horror it, it the fact that it's in japan makes a ton of sense yeah sounds
0: so like a it's, nightmare it's <laughs> it's just <laughs> such a weird company to be
2: opening up a theme park yeah I, yeah i think i think it's it's gonna be like a horror style theme pack but anyways the movie I think universal should universal oh yeah theme park universal yeah. theme park yeah that's pretty smart andrew mm-hmm. <laughs> Glad i thought of it so, literally, the movie was filmed in 2009 and didn't get released. It was done in 2009, but didn't get released until 2012 because of the transition of MGM going bankrupt, thinking that the movie wasn't going to do really well, and that they wanted to change their um, image, and they thought this movie wouldn't do very well for That
0: them. makes a lot of sense, because Chris Hemsworth looks like he just came from the Star Trek shooting.
2: Wool... Well, yeah, that's exactly. So this yeah. was technically Cabin in the Woods' his official big break.
0: Yeah, because his hair in Thor is his actual hair. He's also
2: much bigger in Thor. Yes, and so, so
0: it's it was interesting to see him with that
2: short brown hair again. But versus... this movie didn't come out until after Thor. Correct. So for a lot of people, when they saw this movie, they said, oh, that's Thor. Yeah. But he filmed this well before, and I actually have some really cool tidbits about that that you'll see A little bit later on. But for now, impressions. What did you guys think about the movie? Andrew? I love this movie. I saw it.
0: uh, I tell everyone this. Ben and I saw it three times in theaters. We've seen it many, many times afterwards. I have like almost every scene memorized. Um, I love this movie.
2: What about you, Ben? Ditto. (laughs) Ben Ben feels (laughs) exactly the same way. Will, Will, is this your first time seeing it? Yes. What did you think?
1: I thought it was good. Um, I'm typically a fan of satire in general. I think I would probably appreciate the joke more if I was a horror movie fan. However, it does play on the things I hate about typical horror movies of just watching stupid people do stupid things. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, not on Reddit or, you know, just watching people be general idiots, then I'm not into it. But, uh, I, I like, I don't think I've ever seen Joss Whedon do something I didn't appreciate. Um, he's, he uh, is a very creative writer. And uh, yeah, so this and this movie is really definitely satire, not a spoof. It's not quite that silly. It's a lot more well thought out and intentional. And I, I appreciated how they pulled it together at the end because I think just doing the satire like in the first half of the movie was like, oh, this is cute and fun. But really when they... Uh, break down not necessarily the fourth wall but you know they start uh, i don't know what can i say you know what yeah Yeah, absolutely so when they finally uh the friend crons when he finds his way into basically the control room and the facility and everything like that's when i think they really start working with magic and doing something that i've never never really seen anybody attempt before with uh this Genre of movie, which which really
2: is only the last twenty minutes of the movie. The movie's an hour mm-hmm. and a half long, and that's like an hour and ten minutes into the movie.
1: Yeah, well, and what I enjoyed is I just remember thinking, how are they going to end this? How's this going to close out? And I thought that they picked the perfect ending. Like mm-hmm. this, yep you you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and one of the big um, influences on this movie, uh, Whedon and Goddard talk about is the Be- Breakfast Club. And that the idea of what when the first time you see the Breakfast Club, you're all on the kids' side. You're like, these stupid adults, they don't understand, they don't get it. But then when you rewatch the movie as an adult, you're like, wait a minute, you damn kids, you gotta watch <laughs> yourself. <laughs> and the idea of that they're like, What would that look like in a horror movie? Everyone who watches a horror movie is always on the side of the the people who are being attacked. But are what they? would it look like? Well, I'm I mean and sometimes rooting for okay. you know what I'm saying of like yeah. Like when you watch Halloween, you're rooting for Jamie yeah, Lee yeah, Curtis's yeah, yeah. character. When you watch Nightmare on Elm Street, you're rooting for Nancy. Mm. Like there's characters that you root for. I feel. I, kind think of I, for yeah. uh, I think it's because I'm sorry for her. Yeah, almost a little
0: tequila. Tequila is my lady. My lady. I think it's because I'm so used to Friday the Thirteenth, which I'm always rooting for Jason because they go out of their way to portray the kids as like the worst people in the world, which.
2: I think, again, and the idea with this movie is that what if there is a reason for that all this bad stuff is happening to him? Yeah. And now when I watch horror movies, I like to think about what if, like, Cabin in the Woods is the re- like <laughs> Every time, the reason why yes. all this bad stuff is happening is because there so is a man behind She's the, the dumb
0: blonde. Like, it, it was the, the blonde hair dye
2: that made her stupid. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of my favorite parts of the, this movie is that when Marty's talking about it, he says... You know, he's talking about Chris Hemsworth character. He's like, he's a psychology major and she's never this stupid. Yeah. Like like these people are not acting normal. They're playing to the tropes that you alluded to. Yeah will of that there is a dumb blonde and there is a jock and there is this and there is and that
0: the, the actual jock became the brains the nerdy character yeah, yeah. he all of a sudden yeah. pulls out these glasses <laughs> and he's like oh i haven't studied that mm. in since many years yeah but yeah. he's the he's
2: the football player yeah. he has yeah. the best hands on the team <laughs> and the hear that he's good with his hands <laughs> yeah. and he's smart just, the
1: fool man. is the one that solves everything, everything. and figures it all out yeah. yeah
2: exactly and the way that this movie kind of turns everything on its head but still playing to the spoofs and the satire of what people expect out of horror movies is the reason why it's so special Mm -hmm. and what it's executing is that you can watch this movie in like three different viewings and get three different things out of it if you're a if you're a horror movie buff and you love it and you watch this movie the fun part of it is like the ending when you see all these like the horror, the horror characters yeah. and the ideas of that or if you watch it as a comedy or you watch it as a like whatever you're trying to approach this movie as or all three or whatever it is is you get something out of it
0: the only one that I've heard where they don't get something out of it are the people coming at it where they wanted a true horror movie where they wanted to be scared um, they wanted like, a true schlocky horror yeah. teen horror and that's, film and that's yeah.
2: fine that's understandable Like I,
0: people want those yeah yeah. Oh my gosh. They they're the lowest common denominator. They, they're one of the most <laughs> they, profitable they, genres in. They would in be movies. the people that absolutely hate midsummer. Yes. Because it's oh, thoughtful.
2: Yeah. yeah. They just want dumb. Oh. Again, like like I read earlier, this is trying to be a satire on torture porn as well. As well, and people literally sometimes like saw. <clears throat> Like, people watch Saw, they like just want to see how people die. Because people pay money to see Yeah, anything. people just want to see how, what like, what's the new contraption how people die. They could care less Yeah, about, like, that's what the story is. The Jason is movies itself. were essentially that. Yeah, Slasher yeah. movies become Jason that in way. space. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, X. Jason X. Yeah, I love that. Jason X. She gets her, she gets, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Free fried S- ice? Yeah. No liquid nitrogen. Oh yeah, she gets yeah. put in liquid nitrogen. She's like screaming, and then it pulls her face out, and then it like freezes over, and then he smashes yeah, her face. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <really good. laughs> and the People holograms sex brings him back to life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's true. The holograms that tempt him, and then the oh, next yeah. scene, he's has one in a sleeping bag beating the other one or to death with the sleeping bag. Yeah, if you haven't seen Jason let's X, smoke it's pot and have unprotected sex. This is
2: this is one of those <laughs> movies where. It didn't fully embrace the satire, but it started to play with it mm. a little bit. Jason X is that it uh, knew what it was I trying feel like to be. It definitely. No, no, I agree. Yeah. It's just not to the extent Cabin in the Woods. My favorite is say. when
0: he. Yeah, yeah. It's not a. It is a to me. Jason X is a is a spoof, whereas Cabin in the Woods is trying to be a a thoughtful satire. Yeah, It also that. it follows is kind of a thoughtful satire on the Jason movies. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um one of my favorite Whereas That one's more close to the horror yeah. genre.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite lines in this movie is at the very beginning of when uh Siderson and Hadley played mm-hmm. by Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford are talking Incredible about combo. Oh, mm-hmm. just such a really yeah. good combo or basically they're talking about like you know Everyone has failed up to that point outside of Japan, and (laughs) then, and then uh, Hadley or Whitfield's character was like, "You can't trust the Swedes." And I just, we just got done watching summer. I was like, "No, you can't trust the Swedes. (laughs) Never trust the Swedes."
0: He's like, "Always buy American." Yeah, yeah, always buy American. And the Japanese was like a hundred percent. Yeah. Flawless. success rate, yeah, success yeah. rate, right. which... and a bunch of little girls were <laughs> yeah. able to How defeat. How hard is it to kill nine year olds? <laughs> yeah, zero fatalities, zero fatalities. F you, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's just, just Richard Jenkins screen. just yelling at yeah. all the nine year olds. And then I just love they're like, and now that we put Coco's spirit into that happy little frog, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're just, just like, so
2: happy. Whoa. So, speaking of favorite things, what are some of your guys' favorite scenes from the movie? The ones I've listed. And you're feel free to add, but I think I hit him, Is the motorcycle crash oh, where you mean. have Crissens where <laughs> basically I a whole speech. Back. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. not never back. hold back. And never yeah, I do. never do. He gives a speech. I'm going to come back with the uh, uh, the army right. with big guns, mm-hmm. and we're going to tear this entire place down. Where uh, Goddard, who wrote and directed this movie, said at this moment he's like, "This guy is going to be um, a big star." Okay. Like he knew. He's like, I I knew at that moment when he gave this line, like people. Um, on set we're will like, be they're just drawn like, to him. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness! And legitimately, two days later, uh, he was cast as Thor. Okay, hmm. so there's a little fun little things like so there's a motorcycle crash which is so great where the first time they showed the movie at South by Southwest, people started laughing because mm-hmm. they knew what was about yeah, to happen because of the bird and they were worried. Earlier whedon and goddard were worried that it wouldn't play the same in the theaters their hope was by that time you forgot about it and you th- and you yourself like the music starts to swell yeah. you're just like hell yeah he's about to make this jump he's gonna save him i'm all right and then like he crashes yeah. and you're and, like, like oh yeah and they don't mess around either because yeah. when he's falling down he like oh, yeah. he keeps hitting it over and over and over. i love
0: because it shows the back of uh the jock dude in the main character, yeah, Jesse Williams, yeah, uh, and you can see it like flashing from like the the yeah. crevice. He's like, "Is there no bottom? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's just like,
2: well, is there not a bottom?" So there's a motorcycle crash. The other one is finally meeting a merman, where this entire time Richard Jenkins, uh Bradley Whitford's character. Like he's just he, oh, he's man. like oh man and he's <laughs> like I'd never have been able to say a merman and Richard Jenkins cares like trust me the cleanup mm-hmm. is terrible they're on terrifying him. and he like he even says it a couple of times mm-hmm. throughout the movie like man if I just saw this merman he had the conch in his hand yeah he, he had it <laughs> um, and then he finally meets the merman and it is the thing that eats him God, before be it. kidding me yeah he's like <laughs> you gotta be kidding me mm-hmm. so there's one the meeting the merman um, the betting scene. the board with all the different creatures on the board. Yeah, with all the different creatures where even the lady's like, I had zombies. And he's like, yes, you are correct. You Mm -hmm. had zombies, but this is incest incest bread, backwood Murder zombies. zombies; those are two different things. It's like comparing an elephant and an elephant seal. So it's like, it's like, you understand?
0: Know I've I paused that and like looked through all the different yeah. creatures. Yeah, what are the so, different creatures? Uh, and then I see? love that they drop the hint at the unicorn when <laughs> the guys are like, "I don't know if we have this. Zoology says we do." <laughs>
2: uh yeah just the, or the intern where you're just yeah, like yeah. yeah but that's that's actually i'm an intern so i don't get paid over time. um there's obviously the the end scene which is the end of the world the yeah. interaction in between marty and the main actress i'm
0: sorry i let you get bitten by, by a werewolf, werewolf <laughs> which, and ended the world
2: yeah which is great because she's like i'm sorry i almost shot you I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have. have. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, well, I'm sorry, I let a werewolf bite you <laughs> into the world." Where uh, we didn't mention that this is an ode to aliens. Where you have Ripley and um, Gorm Gorn, someone at the, the end main of dude, the, bo- the main dude at the end of it. Um, where just the idea of like everything is uh, doomed, but you still find humor within it. And so there's the end of the world scene obviously everyone dies kind of a thing the gas station when they meet um mordecai <laughs> mordecai For Morty, the first Morty. Time, you're the, they will know the crimson of their sins and the old one shall call upon my speakerphone <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's just rude yes. i don't know who's in the room
2: oh so, yeah my bad i'm sorry let me try to do it. i can't oh believe my that God,
3: i did it again yeah
2: absolutely um so those are the, some of the ones that I, I came up with. I don't know if you guys had any others when you want to add or like what's your personal like favorite? For uh movie? for
0: me it's the uh The Truth and Dare scene. Just the entirety of it of you know from the making out with the moose
2: and the Have you ever seen, seen a moose? A moose? That's whatever a wolf. that whatever that a, mythical um, beast no. is. Yeah. <laughs> I live in a world of research. A research.
0: <laughs> Uh to when it blows up, op- the cellar blows open and Chris Hemsworth character is like, must have been the wind. And Morty's like, and that makes all the sense. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, what? No. Yeah. Um. I love that scene, and just to the where they're in the
2: cellar, and all the different, all the different objects. That's objects. yeah, that's a yeah. really great scene where you're not sure what is going to happen, mm-hmm. and like everyone is on the edge of the seat, which kind of goes a little bit with the betting scene of mm-hmm. like people like, oh, come on, come on, and which I'm, one are they gonna pick? Uh,
0: on repeated viewings, you you'll like look at all the objects, wondering which object is to what creature. goes to which creature. And yeah. it's one of the only movies that makes me want to. Wish it makes me wish I had control of what the rest of the movie would look like because it would be like, oh, I want him to activate this one, I want him to activate this one. Or if they like somehow remade the movie yeah. where they choose a different item yeah. each time. Yeah. yeah,
2: absolutely. What about you, Ben? Favorite favorite scene? Uh, all, memory the, of all the all the
0: different uh, horror creatures that they were based off of like actual horror franchises, mm-hmm. but. When they start to bit. pan out, where there's mm-hmm. that scene where they're panning out, which and they is... they have a boomer in one of the shots from. They actually Left 4 have Dead. more
2: than a boomer. They have a witch. They also have um, a uh, what's and they the... have a
0: spinner smoker.
2: The, what's the one that Hunter? runs at them? Spinner? Charger, charger, charger as a charger as well. Uh, and the uh,
0: this hell... is from Left 4 Dead. People who <laughs> yeah, know yeah. What we're talking about <laughs> sorry, we're yeah, talking about video games, which, yeah, it's yeah, uh, video game. Check out biomod like, every Saturday. <laughs> The Hellraiser-like character with the mm-hmm. saws in his head, uh, the, uh, the puzzle box. The puzzle
1: box. <laughs> that guy looks eerily peaceful. Yes,
0: actually. <laughs> So It's
1: it's
3: very
0: much. You haven't seen Hellraiser, have you? No. Okay. It's it's the same. Yeah. Way, Hellraiser. It's, and uh, then uh, very the, stoic. This mm-hmm. the strangers, the people in the masks. Yeah. Uh, the little girl, which could have been like either ring the ring or uh, are you talking about the ballerina or no no, no, no there was a little, little girl little that like was walking, uh, towards, the walking towards the guy she's like it's hey it's what are you doing? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. like yeah, it, yeah. it could be from alma from fear, from fear yeah. or uh the girl from the ring or yeah. something like that uh, uh there was something in my head and then it just went away
2: yeah well absolutely other than the hellraiser like none of the creatures in it are like actual people from horror movies or even from
0: except the for the scarecrow
2: mythology oh i know what i was gonna say uh so
0: he was on the board, but he never showed up. The uh, the Kevin from
2: Sin City. Sin City. There's the ode to the. Is, there's It, it a, was he was supposed to be in it, but it didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. And then the other one is Huron, who is an ancient Native American horror story. Mm-hmm. And Joss Whedon says literally the only there's the Hellraiser, and then there's Huron, and then other than that, like all the other ones are just based off of everything. Oh, like the, the only the two that are crows. like actual.
3: Like giant spider, like, giant snake, yeah, giant robot snake, robot, ghost,
2: yeah, exactly. Like here's all the clown, whatever it mm-hmm. is, is like obviously we pulled it from other things, but there's literally only like vampire two or three bad actual, yeah, vampire bat. There's only like two or three actual horror horror characters within. Uh, it. I just remember the, the scarecrows when they when the guy uses the
0: grenade to blow himself up, like that is a scene from the scarecrows movie. Yeah, it, that like, was like, a bad movie by the way. Yeah. I watched it afterwards and I was like, wow. That was a waste of time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was also the uh, dismemberment goblins. Uh, were they the yeah. ones? Uh... They they like fly up and okay. like tear people apart. That's where the yeah. I just remember Will's favorite is
2: the dude spitting on the <laughs>
0: face this acid yeah just
3: yeah.
2: what about you will what was your favorite scene memory from the film
1: loved the little japanese girls holding hands around the, <laughs> the wraith lady and then casting her into a lotus flower that <laughs> was just hilarious
2: yeah it was really, really funny. a lot of classic classic so keep it on with best what about best performance the ones i i have i put three you're obviously allowed to add more is chris hemsworth this kurt um, Franz Kranz as Marty. And then I, I cheated a little bit, but the duo the two, yeah. of Richard Jenkins as Siderson and, and Bradley Whitford as Hadley, just as what as you think is, is it, overall is the best performance? Because I don't think you can have Hadley without, well, you can, but it's the fact of their they're, they're chemistry together, yeah. with Hadley and Siderson is really so special. I'll start with Will. What was probably your favorite performance in the movie?
1: I, I would say the duo. Because I think if you tried to put other people in that role you you would get a different feel for sure. Whereas I think like I as much as I enjoyed Fran Cran's performance, you could probably get a pretty adequate performance from somebody else. I like the character so well written. I could see yeah. the
0: person who did uh Shaggy oh,
2: Matthew Lew, yeah. You'd yeah. be a pretty good one. He may be a little bit too old at this time for that role, but I see what you're saying. Young Matthew Lillard Mm -hmm. from, like, uh, 13 Ghosts.
0: And Scooby-Doo. And Scooby-Doo.
3: Scooby-Doo.
2: Oh, I'm just another horror movie. Have you seen 13 Ghosts? Yes. Yeah, Matthew Lillard's really good in that.
0: So, yeah, the duo for me is top. Uh, I would actually add in a, uh, what's her name, Amy Acker with them because she plays off them so well. And then Frank Rance, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Andrew? Uh I mean it is probably the duo. They they have the most quotable lines. I also say the tequila is my lady so, <laughs> I mean, so much like in places where people have no clue what I'm doing but like if I see a bottle of tequila I'm just like tequila is my lady. Yeah. My lady. <laughs> and they're just like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um but just how they are comics like, they are comedians within the the universe. So it's like, they're not just making quippy one-liners. And she says, Amy Acker's character says, they have to be. Because what they're doing is so, like, they're killing people um, to save the world, essentially. And so, like, they
2: have to put on this
0: I think you mean uh,
2: Kristen Conley. Kristen Conley playing as the main
1: actress. Mm, no. The, I'm talking, talking about, about the... Amy Acker? The oh
2: you're talking about the lab assistant
1: yes she's talking to the yeah she's
2: talking to the
0: science the security dude and yes because he's like how can they be so like light or, about this? or even yeah. that
2: scene of like when the tunnel hadn't exploded yet mm-hmm. and they have to split off and you yeah. see that like when it comes to business both of these men are extremely are experienced of what, yeah. do, of what they do he's like that's, hey get out of the way i got this
0: i think that's what makes their comedy so great is because it's so deadpan yeah like this job is just beating them down, but they're still funny and quippy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree.
2: I think I think I agree with you guys. That was the best performance. I did love. I did love Chris Hemsworth and Franz Cranes. The the, the lines they give Hemsworth are just so great. There's when they walk out to the dock, he's like. Oh my God! Is it a, what, Do you see that in the water? It, it looks, looks like, like my girlfriend. My girlfriend. <laughs> and now like, <laughs> he's, he's like, a man, and a gorgeous man, a gorgeous man. She's like I, like, I must kill the gorgeous man. man. He's like, no, no, please, we're in <laughs> danger. <laughs> that's uh,
0: one of the lines that is actually very hard to pick up uh, when they said they're going to go skinny dipping or something, and Frank Grantz is like, I wasn't aware there was going to be calisthetics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then really his good. lines of, I'm going to go read a book with pictures
2: <laughs> or like
0: you every, think i'm some every, kind of puppet, i'm
1: gonna pop to gonna
0: pop around
2: yeah we're like yeah 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 exactly
0: she's <laughs> like
2: gonna walk yeah. he's like what are you what are you saying what are you saying you're gonna do this I, i'm the master of my own mind i'm gonna go on a I'm walk, walk. <laughs> just yeah really 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 uh, really funny Uh, So here's some fun, interesting facts. We talked a little bit about the Left 4 Dead tie-in, is that there actually originally was going to be downloadable content in Left 4 Dead dude based on Cabin in the Woods, but that fell out. When
0: when it got pushed back? Yeah,
2: when it got pushed back, the game content was canceled, actually due to the MGM financial problems, exactly. But Valve was like, hey, you guys can still put our Left 4 Dead uh, characters in it. So... If you guys had to guess, what would you think the total body count in this film was? Okay, so we've got four. Three. three
0: Plus, I'd give it, like, ballpark 100 people in the I guess I facility. 80.
1: It's kind of hard to count, because there's the place where it just looks on, like is there's Is it on-screen body count? Yeah. Like, on, people oh, use zombie official, Yeah,
2: the official body count on-screen.
1: And not zombies.
2: Yeah, 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 no, yeah Probably forty. Okay, forty. Andrew said right, eighty. We're on there. What about you all? Sixty-seven. Sixty-nine.
0: Oh 67. wow.
2: You're really uh, good at guessing
0: numbers. So- we
1: <laughs> guessing people dying. Yeah, because
0: he also won the John Wick
2: by like four. So the the thing I had fun with this when I was doing the research on it is the person was pretty funny with is technically sixty nine bodies die in the movie, but if he says but if I'm sorry, sixty nine bodies die in the film, but technically 6.8 billion, billion die. people <laughs> die because it's the end of the world. Yeah. Which alludes into, like, when I was doing my research for it, about the interesting facts and other little things about it, is a lot of people want a sequel. And, like, Goddard came out and was like, you guys are aware at the end of the movie, like, Everything. humanity <laughs> is gone. Like, there can't be a yeah. sequel. That's, that's not a, how, that's how a, this it's, works.
0: It's such a perfect ending. And, uh, Gailma Simone on Twitter recently was saying, like, what's, uh, is there any horror movies that aren't having a sequel and i put cabin in the woods yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> you can't the best. you can't
2: make a sequel of that so we mentioned we talked about the wolf's head scene of the truth and dare mm-hmm. so um they actually covered it in sugar yeah so she <laughs> would. yeah the prop master uh, dan sissons helped out anna hutchins during her truth or dare scene with some powdered sweet stuff on the wolf's tongue okay so that would, yeah Yeah, so that's what the <laughs> reason why it would make it a little bit easier for her. they they covered Do, that man i
1: did remember thinking like that tongue Still looks alive. Like, it doesn't move like a taxidermy wolf. I don't know Ooh, so if they gross. did that. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, the tongue was actually silicone and could be detached. So, oh, that's okay. the reason why it looked I, Yeah. Like yeah, looked those are
1: normally, like, really hard and, like, plastic feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So, the scene
1: so that we he, talked about. He
0: has experience making out with wolves.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm more partial <laughs> to the mooses.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh So, we talked a little bit earlier about the scene of the motorcycle crash with where so, after MGM saw that scene, they actually signed him to Red Dawn. Okay.
0: So Wait. That... But he wasn't in Red Dawn. Yes, he hey, was. Hemsworth? Yeah, I thought was. Oh, in, no, that Liam was, Hemsworth was in Red Dawn.
2: No, Chris oh, Hemsworth is in Red Dawn.
1: That's Chris Hemsworth.
2: He gets shot. That's yeah. not Liam. That's Chris.
1: Weren't both of them in it? Were they both in it? No. I'm thinking of a different movie.
2: Yes. Maybe.
1: One of them was in <laughs> We're the doing ex- research. Half-ass, <laughs> half-ass, half-ass <laughs> inter- <laughs> internet yeah, research. Why yeah. do I have a picture of... I think it's Liam Hemsworth with a like a sniper rifle. Was that one of the Expendables? Did he make it? It was those? Hemsworth. Told you. It might, he might have been
0: in Expendables. Yeah. yeah. Liam Hemsworth? Yeah, Liam yes, Hemsworth yep. was in uh, Expendables. That's Spendables. what we were thinking of. Okay. Yeah, that
1: was
2: it. I got you guys. No Thanks. worries. Thanks. So uh, that thermal coffee mug slash bong that Marty uses is actually a real-life, fully functional <laughs> mug-bong combo <laughs> and nice. costs about $5,000 to make. Oh,
0: wow. So... Because the you know the extraction the, like how it extends and everything probably
1: because yeah. a stoner made it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Two thousand dollars sounds yeah. good. The cops fear this man. because yeah, he can see further.
2: So originally, uh, Whedon and Goddard had no idea who was going to direct the movie. Okay, and it, during the commentary, if you you believe what Goddard said, Goddard says that originally it's supposed to be Whedon, and Goddard felt distraught he's like okay. he was so down about it yeah. but Weedon's like no 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 that's not what happened i was never supposed to direct we talked about who was going to direct it and that him and goddard actually settled on uh, victor salva who directed jeepers creepers because they both really really liked it but eventually after goddard put his name down on it they decided that goddard could direct the movie for his directorial uh, directorial debut so i thought that'd be fun he wrote cloverfield too yeah he did have you guys ever seen Jeepers Creepers? Yeah. The first one's actually not bad. For the first half. Yes. Oh, yes. It falls apart. When they when they
0: quickly. show what the creature is, it's just like it's not scary anymore.
2: Yeah. I agree with you. But the song paired with Jeepers yeah. Creepers is horrible. And Justin Long. Yeah. Justin Long. <laughs> there you go. So... The they can only get one shot of the Merman feeding on Hadley with blood spreading out of its bullhole because the set would be doused in flaked blood <laughs> after the effect. So Goddard had the effects team hook the monster up to the largest batch of fake blood they could find, (laughs) and a steady stream of blood shot up and out. The director jokes, there's a nine-minute cut of nothing but blood (laughs) shooting out the merman, (laughs) but we only use the last 10 seconds of the shot. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So I thought those were some fun, interesting facts. But question of the hour, the Jesse effect. So to be fair, I know... You would never put Jesse Eisenberg in almost any movie. Yeah, you don't I'm, need to. You don't need to say that. I'm, but just for the fact, I'm, I'm, if Jesse Eisenberg was in this movie, yeah. who would he be? And if he was, would it be better? Uh, the intern. That's that's not a bad answer. Wow, I'd yeah,
0: make him the intern. That would be perfect, actually. I don't think it would be better. I still love that actor who plays because he, the person who plays that intern, he he looks like he's like. He looks 30. like an intern. No, he looks like he's thirty, trying to be an intern, yeah, which I, gotcha. I think is even more perfect of this guy who is older, who is trying to intern with like because he needs a job. Uh, I I thought
1: that was, but like, I could see at the end. I would love to see him play the fool. Actually, I think he'd be like Marty's Pretty character. intriguing as a stoner. Yeah,
2: kind of. He he does have that the weird like he can be very. He, he could analytical. make it very interesting. Yeah, I, could, I could with like the see
1: paranoid that. stoner. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I, I was gonna say the
2: security guy. The security guy,
0: nondescript. Oh. Uh-huh. the it, the yeah, the guy who was like the straight face the whole time in yeah. the underground.
2: I just I don't know if Jesse Eisenberg would do that though. Anyway, I yeah. actually liked him. I would like him in Amy Acker's role.
3: Okay, the playing the lab assistant, assistant where she yeah.
2: like she's like he would play it differently than yeah. her obviously, but the explaining it very seriously about how things are going so but i think i think we're pretty close in the idea that he would play one of one of those minor side characters he mm-hmm. i mean if he had to play one of the people in the cabin i think it's more uh, kurt yeah he, <laughs> and now when i get mad <laughs> be funny. all right here we go any closing thoughts for cabin in the woods it's a great movie great movie go watch it ben
0: I don't even think he has a cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was—it's the very end. Yeah, uh, and I then just think Kurt has a cousin. I love Mark. Oh yeah. yeah, right. yeah.
1: Uh, there's a unicorn.
0: Yeah. Stabs a guy repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah was that was nice so. I, I love the music.
3: Ah, <laughs> as it
0: appears. And yeah, it's it. holy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm with you. Or oh, like yeah. Again, that panning back of where they have the multiple screens of all the mm-hmm. bad stuff going on, and it's just like. Like you see the Hellraiser character, like they're doing a ritual, yeah. and then there's the like the the visitor people coming through, and yeah, I, I thought that was the really, the really cool.
0: elevator lights turning on when they first show up, and oh, the guy's and then just they, like, oh no, and then they and you're just like, because everyone who's watching this movie bath. is just like, oh my gosh, I know what's about to happen, <laughs> and it's just it's awesome, yeah, it's really really cool. So they and Sigourney I, Weaver.
2: Oh, so here's a fun thing about the Sigourney Weaver thing is that when she showed up on set, she's like, when's the, she read the script, obviously, she's like, okay, when are we filming the scene with the werewolf? She's like, can I meet him? Because when she showed up on set and they, uh, she showed up when they were eating lunch, the guy who played the werewolf was in full costume (laughs) and he was eating lunch by himself. So she felt bad. (laughs) She's like, I want to meet the guy who who plays the werewolf. So I thought that. I that was she real. sounds like a nice person. Yes, Sigourney Weaver, absolutely. And yeah, she
0: showed done, up. Yeah. Uh, there was the school doing an Aliens like reenactment play, and she showed up to nice. the school.
2: I've seen. That, I've seen the little video of that. It's really yeah. well done. Have if, you, yeah, it's really
1: really. What cool do you think? Like an audition to play a werewolf would be like? <laughs> you
0: have to like prosthetics. Yeah,
1: I don't know if it's I, I.
0: I wonder if it's one of those things where it's not even an uh, audition, or if it's like. You're just known
2: as a character, like a creature character. Actor. The example like I your, would yeah. I would give is Andy Serkis. Is that Andy Serkis got a lot of his big breaks because he did like he played King Kong, and hmm. King Kong, and obviously he did it with Gollum, and, and he's Planet done a of lot of Planet of the Apes. He's done a lot of creature stuff. He himself, he's just a really good actor, so he's did made it farther than just that. The Chewbacca guy ever do any other? Peter Mayhew? Yeah.
0: No, I think he just did. I think like he Luka. just did hmm. that. But like, um. The guy that Doug Jones, yeah, Doug Jones, who is in a lot of Del Toro's work. He's in Hellboy. He's super tall, lanky. Um, like he, I'm pretty sure he just gets casted.
2: Like, yeah, he plays like creatures, like people yeah. in suits, and yeah. So yeah. I would assume there's not there's like a, a guild. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the guy who played the werewolf played some other type of animal in a different kind of like a yeah, th- yeah, yeah, yeah i think yeah. he has yeah, yeah. like I i've looked about. i've looked him up or, or like the the people the person who plays um michael myers in a lot of the movies was the same guy for the longest time dang and it was mm. like it wasn't until he passed away and they recast him in the rob zombie halloween i want to say he was recasted in that because the guy who After originally played him away. like passed away what's that oh The actor who played Michael Myers passed away, so they had to recast. Oh, they they had recast recast who plays Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure, like I'm sure, the person who plays Jason is plays Jason in a lot of those movies. Yeah. So, like, again, like, (laughs) there because he has that iconic build, that build, and he knows how to play that type. So, I wouldn't be surprised there. All right, here it is. Show me the money, which apparently is everyone's third (laughs) favorite segment.
0: (laughs) It was fun until you set up this whole. Competitive ten
2: weeks thing. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be competitive, but. Well, you just set
1: it up as that. Well, well, now it is competitive. Well,
2: yeah, now it is competitive. Sorry, Ben. I'm sorry,
1: but as always, go ahead. Will. You know, Popeyes doesn't really cost that much. Like, really <laughs> no, this is like Popeyes a five dollar can... <laughs> competition. No, 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 no. The, <laughs> the 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 winning prize.
2: I don't care about that. Ben it's, doesn't like competition. I don't like competition. No, I got yeah. you. Yeah, it's understandable. So we start it. off. So we start off with the Price is Right. I mm-hmm. give you one movie mem- movie or, or TV memorabilia and you mm-hmm. each guess, price is right rules, whoever's closest gets to pick to go first for second or third round. The way the game works is that each round there are three movies and I went and I found the adjusted for inflation uh, total amount of money that movie made, each one of you will get a chance to pick a movie and that goes into your bank at the end of three rounds. Whoever made the most money is the winner of this week and then over nine weeks, whoever made the most money Gets Popeyes yeah. So here we go Price is right The piece of memorabilia for this week Is you can buy Ron Swanson's car keys Ron Swanson Parks and Rec his car keys used specifically In season 3 Where there's a scene where they have to trade cars And the keys were used in that How much do you think those keys are worth
1: Will? $201 Bob
2: $201 Alright 300 ben, 300 Ben says 300 752 Andrew, 700 Andrew says 752 The price of Ron Sansa's car keys if you want to buy them right now on yeah. propstore.com is $395 oh. Ben oh. is Whoa. the winner yeah. Ben would you like to go first in round 1, round 2 or round 3 hat Now I'm going to make it a little more interesting. Each round the movies are actually worth more money. So round oh. one round three's movies on average are worth more money than round one's. Okay. But round ones have a little bit are a little bit closer in price. So there you go. Winner, do you want to go first in round one, round two, or round three? Round three. Okay. I assumed. <laughs> All right. Next closest with Will. Do you want round one, round two? Uh first pick? Yeah, first I'll be first, first round. First round, Will wants first round. In the second round is Andrew in the second round. So round one, Will. Yes? The three movies are The Matrix, Tarzan, the animated Disney movie, 1999, and The Amazing Spider-Man, the first Andrew Garfield movie. Which one of those three movies do you think made the most amount of money and would like to pick as one of your movies?
1: Most amount of money... All time? All time.
2: Adjusted for inflation. The Average ma- ticket price being $9.07. So
1: it's it's box office, theater. Box office,
2: mm-hmm. yes. Numbers. Global. Not global. just domestic, global. The Matrix. The Matrix. Okay. Will takes The Matrix. So we'll go Andrew. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man for Andrew, which leaves Tarzan, the animated movie.
1: Psh, you're so wrong, Ben. For Ben. Why did you choose <laughs> yeah. that? Way to go, Ben. <laughs> I, just, I just love... Tarzan, <laughs> it's Phil Collins and In Sync. I think yeah. is really what.
2: I actually really like the animated Tarzan. I never. I think those.
1: I've seen it like once or twice.
2: Yeah, or it's it's not bad. My favorite is my favorite <laughs> is the the cart uh, the little animated short where not animated short where they show a scene in the movie where they're swinging on vines mm-hmm. and Tarzan is holding. Gene, oh yeah, but it's he's like, still swinging no, on the no, vine and I it's just that. it's stuck in between his butt cheeks. That's <laughs> not the only way it would make sense how he's still swinging on the, the vine. Comic, yeah. yeah. All right, here you go. Round two. Andrew, first Mm -hmm. pick. Yeah. The three movies are The Waterboy, Thor Ragnarok, and A Bug's Life. Which movie made the most money? Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Andrew picks. Bugs Life. Ben takes Bugs Life. And then that leaves The Waterboy... To Will. Would it go, Will? It's good probably job, it's probably gonna turn out to be the yeah. biggest. Yeah. It's probably Who knows? Going to be a good one. Who knows? Okay, round three. Ben, your three movies are Gladiator. Ooh. Look Who's Talking? <laughs> Lethal Weapon Three. Oh. Which movie would you like to select, Ben? I'll do Gladiator. Gladiator, Ben. I'm takes... sure it's gonna be
0: <laughs> Look Who's Talking.
2: Gladiator. Uh Will. Look who's Talking. Look Who's Talking, goes Uh, to Will. Lethal Weapon 3. And Andrew picks (laughs) That was my pick, by the way. I picked it. Lethal Weapon 3. All right. So,
1: here we go. (sighs) I got all of these wrong. I got
0: third place on everything. Do a little math. Maybe.
2: I I think I got third place on every single one last time. So, in round one, Mm -hmm. Will's round, three movies again were The Matrix, Tarzan, and The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Will chose The Matrix, Ben was left with Tarzan, and Andrew got The Amazing Spider-Man. The movie that made the least amount of those is actually The Amazing Spider-Man, with three hundred and three million four hundred thirty-eight thousand. The movie that made the second most is Tarzan, three hundred three million three hundred ninety-seven. I'm sorry, that's the least. I'm I, correction. <laughs> oh wait, really? Tarzan made the least amount. Oh, three hundred three million three hundred ninety-seven thousand. Amazing Spider-Man made three hundred three million four hundred thirty-eight thousand. <laughs> so I beat you by like fifty. Yeah, he beat you by fifty thousand. <laughs> the Matrix was the number one movie. Yeah, Will chose correctly. Three hundred four million one
3: hundred forty thousand. He beat up million.
2: Million. So Ka-ka-ka. in the second round, Andrew's mm-hmm. round, yeah. the three movies, <laughs> bang a uh, The three movies were The Water Boy, Thor Ragnarok, and A Bug's Life. Andrew chose Thor Ragnarok. Uh huh. Will uh ben chose Bugs Life. Ben chose Bugs Life and Will was left with the Water Boy. The movie that made the least amount of money is actually a Bugs Life. Three hundred and seven million five hundred and sixty thousand. The movie that made the second most is the Waterboy. Three hundred and eight million two hundred and thirty seven thousand, meaning the movie that made the most, Andrew's choice, Thor Ragnarok, three hundred and nine million two hundred and thirty three thousand. Round three, Ben's round, mm. three movies were Gladiator, Look Who's Talking, and Lethal Weapon Three. Ben chose Gladiator, Will chose Look Who's Talking, and uh, Andrew, Andrew chose Andrew chose Lethal Weapon Three. Lethal Weapon Three. Are you right in chose? Huh? No. <laughs> I wrote Ben's name twice. Okay. <laughs> so the movie that made the least amount of money. Is Gladiator? Oh, Binge. really? Yeah, Gladiator made three hundred and thirteen million six hundred seventy-four thousand dollars at the box office. That's why I hate this game because <laughs> the it's
0: the best movie to the least. Yeah, yeah. see,
2: that's what, actually that's why I like this is because the fact that you know, look who's talking made more money than Gladiator, uh, Gladiator, Thor, Ragnarok, The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's that's the, talking... That's the. Um, John Travolta baby movie, yes, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, So, the second most is actually, look who's talking, three hundred and thirteen <gasps> Two rounds. So, you guys actually left Lethal Weapon 3, which wow. made the most amount of money, which is three hundred fourteen million two hundred twenty-four. dollars You know what's funny? The reason I say I chose it
0: is because that actually, actually was what I was going to choose.
2: Is that what you were going to yeah. choose? Mm-hmm.
1: You guys want to know a secret? Yeah, go ahead. You've, You've never, never seen no. no. So... If you think about back in the 90s, uh-huh. there was not access to a lot of movies, yes. and so people went to the theater a lot more back then, and so those movies grossed a lot, even though they weren't very good. Mm-hmm. Especially sequels. Whereas because... today, now, you don't really have to go to the theater to yeah. get what you want. Except for Thor the Ragnarok. That's my strategy. But <laughs> I didn't think Lethal Weapon 3 would be as, as big. I, no. I thought like the first one would
0: I think it's might be because it's PG thirteen. It was a Oh, it wasn't radar really? like the first yeah. time. okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was that a bigger sense. audience that could yeah. go see it. I just know those action movies before the two thousand made a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Like no matter... the fact that there was a third we lethal weapon is
1: was The great. first one was really good. I love the first one. Yeah. With crazy You know what was even better? Uh loaded weapon. Loaded <laughs> weapon. <laughs>
2: All right, here we go. Final toll- tallies for the week. Mm-hmm. So, in third place, this week making $924,631,000 is Ben. Mm. It's okay, Ben. Not out of it. Still going. In second place. Because 10 weeks. Only separated by about $500,000. So, okay. really, Hold really, on. really yeah. close. Second place is Will. Oh. $926,308,000. This week's winner, Andrew. I just want to thank my dad. Nine hundred twenty-six million eight hundred and ninety-five thousand dollars.
1: You adding all three movies? Yeah, to all everybody's three movies total? together. Oh,
2: okay. And then I'll add this week's total to last week's total, and I'll let you guys know next week at the beginning of the segment who's in the lead and where you're at. I get just looking at it right now. Uh, will will still be in the lead. Ben uh, Andrew made up a little bit of room. And been just a little bit behind, but still... You said I was in second. Still in it. I well, mean, this overall. Second, this, like, this, overall. This overall.
0: week, you're in second. This week, you're in oh, second. Overall. Because overall, last week, they weren't, weren't as close in numbers. Yes. And mm. so... Gotcha. You
2: kind of blew us out of the water with something. Yeah, you gotta, You picked some of the, the top ones. So, yeah. I did want to ask you guys, for for going forward, I did two different versions. Last week, what I did is I took... Nine movies that were pretty much from. I'm looking at the top 300 list. They're pretty much from 300 to 280. Okay. And then I randomized them within the three. Mm -hmm. So sometimes within a groups of three, someone legitimately could pick the top three movies. Mm -hmm. This week, I took you know from 280 to 260, and I put them in groups where you know 281, 285, 287 were all together, and then. 272 275 so they were a little bit closer which do you think you guys would like the first
0: one just because at this point it's going to be really hard to catch up to will overall because of how far ahead he is mine if we're getting if we're if we're getting closely the same amount each time then it'd be better if there's
2: a chance for ben and i to get that like
0: we beat you by
2: 10 million so you know what's an even better tip than what will gave you uh, last week this week I changed it last week I, the order I gave you the movies was the order of their amount <laughs> the third movie was always the most <laughs> you're the worst <laughs> so, don't
1: ever do that again <laughs> no I'm not,
2: I'm not going to you guys didn't pick up I was yeah. just like okay I'll do it this time but then obviously now going forward maybe I will maybe I won't who knows we'll see you're the worst So, anyways where can people find you Andrew
0: uh, Labrador Cooper on Instagram I'm at nomac 2 on Twitter Will willy be snazzy on
2: Instagram and I, YouTube. And you ooh. ooh. Yeah, don't don't go there.
1: Oh. Why? Why would you right. give it to them?
2: <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at NerdWeeklyCast. Where can they find you? Huh? Nowhere. I'm okay. going off the grid, baby. <laughs> okay. his baby's coming. Got, what's the what's the address here? I got I more Dota did... underlords to play. Oh my god. <laughs> We're on Instagram at Nerd Weekly Podcast. Give us a follow, let us know what you think. Facebook NerdWeekly. Email nerd.weekly.forever at gmail.com. Again, check out BioMod at our video game podcast every Saturday. Also, check out Tuesdays, the wonderful Cody and Andrew <laughs> holding it down Maybe. for comic books. Every once in a while. It's yeah. so that little surprise peanut yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nut, nut thing. Yeah, oatmeal. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you eat banana nut oatmeal. Every Co- once in a while, you get a good nut in there.
1: It's really Cody good. Cody had a lady to visit yeah. in the state. for two weeks. So.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, I respect that.
1: That lady was his mom.
2: And no. Make sure, no, I'm
3: just I'm <laughs> joking. I'm just
2: joking. Make sure to leave a review. Share us <laughs> with your friends. We're continuing to grow. We appreciate it, guys. Thank yeah. you.